Thanks for checking out Lighthouse 805 Podcast. We appreciate you listening today. And if you're interested in more information, check out our website, lighthouse805.com. Well, good morning. <laughs> it's good to see you guys. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Also, all, the, all of you out there. This is it. This is the last sermon on the Hive series. It's over today. This is, this is the, the final. The whole premise of the Hive series was the power of unity. There's just something that comes about when, when we're unified. There, it's this exponential moving together, this momentum that we get together. Um, and I wanted to end it specifically on the overall picture of a honeybee. Today's message is entitled Flight of the Honeybee. Um, which there is a song, Flight of the Bumblebee, but we're changing it to Flight of the Honeybee. And usually this would have been the first message, but I wanted to end it here to really get a glimpse of a higher, higher picture of what a bee goes through in the day-to-day life. Um, a bee has a three-step process to live on mission of the hive. One, it needs to gather at the hive. It needs to grow, it needs to grow and then it needs to go out. It's this gather, grow, go mentality, day in, day out. It has to gather all together because it's in a hive. They're on one vision with the queen bee, and then they grow inside the hive in little groups, and then they go out. They have to go out and then touch the flowers and get the nectar and come back. It's this life cycle that as a believer, it, it's, that's our life cycle, or what should be our life cycle of what God has built us to be like. It's my full belief that God knows that sometimes we don't get things right away. And he had to build it into nature so that we'd have these divine revelations and go, oh, that's what God was trying to do all along. And it's so funny how we can see these patterns pop up in all these different natural and artistic things. And really, it's not a coincidence. It's God saying, okay, thanks for finally getting what I said in my word. Good job. And so we're looking at the scripture today. This is our only block of scripture. It's in Acts chapter 2, 42 through 47. If you're in your Bible, park it right there. That's all we're going. That day, about 3,000 took him at his word, were baptized, and were signed up. They committed themselves to the teaching of the apostles, the life together, the common meal, and the prayers. Everyone around was in awe. All these wonders and signs done through the apostles, and all the believers lived in a wonderful harmony, holding everything in common. They sold whatever they owned and pooled their resources so that each person's need was met. They followed a daily discipline of worship in the temple, followed by meals at home. Every meal was a celebration, exuberant and joyful, as they praised God. People in general liked what they saw. Every day their numbers grew as God added those who were saved. This is just a side note. It's not in my notes, but the Holy Spirit just impressed this upon me. People in general liked what they saw. People in general liked what they saw. It doesn't say every single person liked what they saw. Living a life of a believer, we can get very excited when someone else finds Jesus, right? Or we, we celebrate but it's not a 100% everyone's excited when we talk to them about Jesus. And a lot of times, we'll have this fear of, oh, what if they don't agree with me? What if they don't like it? What if, what if? 
And the Bible says, listen, people in general, not everyone will like what you say, will like what you do, but that doesn't mean you stop doing it out of fear of what they'll say. So number one, in the life of a bee, gather, gather. Bees gather as a whole body for a few things. Bees that don't belong to the hive are lost. They wander around in the world. As a believer, we gather as a body of Christ for a few things. We are not lost. We know exactly who our God is. You know, it, it really is critical. With a bee, what chance do they have if they don't belong to the hive? You know what I mean? They're just out wandering. They, if they don't have a home, there's really no, nothing protecting them. They, they can't live through the night a lot of times. It's too cold for a bee to survive at that temperature. And the, the interesting thing is, it's really parallel to a believer. If we're out wandering and, and we don't have a place to gather and call home, we really have no chance to withstand all the frustrations and the hurt and just the, the life that's going on. Because we can be torn down and we can be picked on and whatever by the enemy, and we can lose hope very easily. You know? We have to gather. It's part of the, the success of a lifelong of a believer. It's, it's what we need to have to live a full life, a life in the kingdom of God. So a part of gather, what are, what are the three things that really need to happen when we gather? A, gather to hear from God. It, it, we're, we're not a social club. I'm sorry. We're not an entertainment club. We're not something else that's, that's here for anything other than to hear from God. If my job was up here to entertain you, I'm not that great. <laughs> Just on my own. I spend time listening to God of what he'll speak to this church. And then I take that and apply it illustratively and artistically because that's my gifting. And then present what God is speaking to us. That's what, that's what it comes down to. And the, the whole premise of gathering together is to hear from God. That's what, that's what it all starts on. Uh, that's, in the early church, that day about 3,000 took him at his, at his word. It's these words of why we're gathering. We're here to hear from God, first and foremost. If I was going to get up and talk about the news, there are far better sources that you could listen to other than me. I might be the last news source you go to. Right? We're here to hear from God. B, gather for harmony. We're here. Have you ever been to a place that has like an orchestra pit? Have you ever, have you ever been there early enough where you get to see the chaos in the orchestra pit? Have you ever heard that? It sounds crazy. It just makes me all antsy and it makes me feel weird when I hear that. Like you, you have all these people out there and you have all the violins starting to tune and listen to their own instruments and it's just this chaos of noise that's all over the place and it just sounds weird. It like makes me all fidgety and antsy and I, like I have to like stand, I do this thing. Like I just feel weird. 
because it's just all these different sounds going everywhere. As everyone tries to dial in their instrument, make sure they have enough wax and all the feathers are in it, everything's going on and everything's tuned perfectly. And then all of a sudden, the conductor shows up. And then everyone is on the same note of the same page and it's this beautiful sound. It goes from utter chaos to perfect unity with a conductor in place. That's, that's the goal and the agenda in the kingdom of God is we gather as a community so we can be realigned each week. That's, that's what happens. See, this conductor, God comes down, the Holy Spirit shows up, and we jump into this unity, this harmony, if you will, where we're on the same page of what God is speaking in this one season. See, this season is the power of unity. God said, this is, I need you to focus in and get this community unified in these seven weeks. And we're going to be in harmony on unity right now. And that's why we gather. To hear from God, but then to get on the same page. I did this, this exercise once when I was a a youth pastor, I had our leadership team, and I started noticing some stuff, and God is speaking, everyone's on the same page, but it's not in unity yet. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense, God. We're on the same page. And then God, God finally gave me the insight. I had everyone, we're at the, the leadership meeting, and I was like, everyone, take out your Bible. Everyone flipped to page 72. I just said a random number. And then at once, we're just going to start reading the page together. We're on the same page, page 72. And it was, everyone was saying different words. And it was that aha moment of just because you're on the same page, you might be in a different book. And that different book represents your, your life, your history, where you're at emotionally, where you're at mentally, everything that's going on. See, it's not just good enough to be on the same page, but we need to be on the same page of the same book. And that's what gathering does. Gathering puts us into this unity of hyper-focusing on the specific thing of what the Holy Spirit is speaking in that season. And it's critical we get in unity and harmony at that moment. Because God is setting us up in our community for that. Listening to podcasts, fantastic. Listening to different things, awesome. Reading our Bible, doing Bible studies, that is wonderful. But there is something different and deeper when we listen to the Holy Spirit speaking to us corporately in one spot at one time in that season. There is a depth that comes with it. And see, gather for praise. Gather for praise. I'm pulling all these points out of this scripture we read earlier. But there's, there's something that happens when, have you ever just worshipped in your car and you have these like wonderful moments where you're like, yeah, it was really good. And, and you know, you might cry a little bit. You feel, you know, maybe the, the goosebumps. It just feels good to praise by, your, by yourself. But when you come together in a group, there's something else that's going on. So it's when we all gather together and we start lifting up God together and we start praising God, it, it, it just gets us all worked up in our spirits. 
It's really interesting, not just in worship and praise, but then also praise reports. That, that sometimes carries us on farther than anything else. Where it's like, man, I'm going through this one. And you have you ever shared with someone like, man, I'm just going through this and it's awful. And then all of a sudden someone's like, I went through that a couple years ago and here's what I did. This is, God spoke to, God gave me this scripture and, and I, I had to put it up. And then they're like, uh, okay, great. Well, that doesn't help me. You made it through. But then there's that moment of, I was faithful and believed for it. And then after three months, I, God finally revealed this and I made it. And it's like, okay, there's time involved. And our emotions start changing and we're like, oh, if they can make it through, I can, I can do it too. There's these, these praise moments when we gather. The second aspect is grow. Grow. A bee cannot last out in the world if it does not start its day off being filled and energized with what sustains it. Have you ever seen those bees that are just like on the, on the sidewalk like, like going all slow, looking around, like they're just lost. Like you're supposed to be flying, dude. Why are you just lying on your side on a sidewalk? My daughter loves finding these bees. I would like to say that she likes to rescue them. She likes to step on them and kick them into the grass. <laughs> She's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Don't sting me. <laughs> but a bee just can't last in the wilderness. If it doesn't start its day off, filling itself up with the, the nectar and the honey of what energizes it to go out and do its mission. It won't last. It cannot go forward. Likewise, in Christianity, if we're not growing with what we need to grow with, we cannot be sustained in this season, in this day. And you know what? Uh, please, please don't combine gathering with growing. These are separate. These are not the same thing. Growing is not what's happening in a church service Sunday morning where you're bombarded with data and the Word of God. That's, that's not the point. That's not the, that's not the part where you're growing from. You're gathering to hear God. But then you leave from gathering and you go into a grow moment. And a lot of Christians miss this. It's like, wow, that was a really good word. Close up my notebook. I'll see you next week. And then that notebook gets open for the first time next Sunday. Right? I've been there. Okay. I know, I know that feeling. But the grow moment is when we leave with our notes and we leave with this, this word on our mind and we start wrestling with it. And we go beyond just internalizing it to spending time with someone else and connecting and saying, what, 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 I'm still processing this. I, I need you to talk through this with me. And then they're like, well, I got this. And, and all of a sudden, there's this growth aspect. I talked about this before. Bees cannot make honey. This is disgusting. I'm, I've, I've read too much about bees, Jay. I know too much about bees. <laughs> too much about bees. Bees come back with the nectar. And in order to make honey, they have to chew on it, spit it into another bee's mouth. They chew on it and then spit it into another bee's mouth. And then they put it into the, the honeycomb. That's, that's disgusting. They have to chew it up and absorb the moisture from it. And the interesting thing is that's, that's what God wants us to do with what happens on Sundays. 
He wants us to take the nectar. He wants us to take what's going on here of what he speaks and chew on it and chew on it until it becomes a viable energy source inside of us, if you will, like what bees use honey for. He wants us to utilize it to sustain our lives. But see, the, the growth, the growth happens when we're connected with others outside of the church. That's the growth part. That's, that's where we grow from. This is, this is the, the meetup times when we just, uh, let's go grab a coffee. This is, this is the small group time. And we say, let's get together and, and when we can vocalize what's really happening inside of us. So you don't grow without these moments of throwing it off with someone else. You can internalize all you want, but until you get it outside of you with someone else, God has built our bodies and our minds to work like that for whatever reason. I can't tell you exactly why, because I'm not God. I'm just telling you the results of what happens when we do it is what he has promised. We will grow when we're connected with others outside of our gatherings. We have to grow. And in the three facets of growing, A, it says that we'll grow in discipline. That's what is pulled out from the scripture. See, when we get in these grow moments, a small group or, or one-on-ones or whatever it is, we grow in discipline. Meaning that we, we don't come to gathering and leave the same way. See, we come together, we hear the word of God, and we take that, and then because we get together in a small group or a one-on-one or whatever, we start disciplining ourselves to say, I want to live how God is speaking on Sunday mornings. I want to live this out. I need to incorporate this into my day-to-day life. That's, that's the growth aspect. The, the discipline of what's talking about in Acts. And B, grow in celebration. The scripture uses the word celebration. It means that the excitement and the cheering from a victory. Do you, do you know how many things in my life that I've faced and then as soon as it's like I overcome this or I get this revelation or, or this changes in my life, there's a celebration that happens. I'm so excited. Like, I, I can't stop telling everyone the same story. It's like, oh, this happened, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, they're like, wow, it's really cool. And I go to the next room. <laughs> you know, it's like, I want to celebrate. It's this attitude of when we're in these growth moments that God speaks and then we incorporate into our lives and then it changes, a celebration happens. And then, see, grow with others. In the scripture, it doesn't talk about, it has no words about growing individually, isolated, off on an island by yourself. There, that's, that doesn't happen. One person was on an island by himself, and God said, you need to get up off your island, change your attitude, and go back to what you're doing. I don't want to derail on that story, because I want to stay in Acts today. But God has built us to grow with others. In the scripture, it's evident. And even, I really believe that how God built our bodies 
Have you ever been dealing with something internally so much and, and it's just weighing on you? And you, you try to deal with it, try to deal with it, try to deal with it, and then finally you talk to someone and get some help, and then it, it's like, oh, well, I guess that's done because that's no longer an issue. It's why counseling happens. It's, it's why we have mentors and disciplers. And God knew whether in the Christian and in the secular world, whatever's happening, when we talk with other people, we grow. One of the best things ever is when you're interlocked in this, in this group with others or you're interlocked with someone else sharing life and when you both grow together. It's so amazing when you look back and you're like, do you know how far we've come? Remember when our biggest deal was this, but now all of a sudden we're, we're, we're seeing all these phenomenal things happen? So we, we, we gather, we grow, just like the bees, and then we go. We go. A bee doesn't fly around for fun. It's, it's always on purpose. There is no bee that's just kicking it at a Starbucks, landing on the table going, this is a nice place to look around. That's not a thing with a bee. A bee is always on mission. It's always cognizant. Is that a, I don't know if that's a word. Yeah, maybe? Possibly? Okay. Some, some shaking both your heads. Some are no, some are yeses. We just need David in here. He would have. Have you ever seen when David wears a shirt, I'm silently judging your grammar? He wears it just for me on Sunday mornings. It's ridiculous. <laughs> we have to go. Specifically this. We're supposed to be like the bee in the sense that we are mentally on mission. We need to live our lives out like normal, but in every aspect, have the mental state, I am on mission. I am sent here. When you show up at work, you have to have a mentality of, oh, I, I, you know, I made it, this is wrong. I made it here, let me do my job, I'm out. But if you have this mentality of, I am going here on purpose, God will speak to me today. Whether, whatever it is, I'm here on purpose and on mission. So the three facets of go are this. Go to help others. From the scripture, each person's need was met. I love it because it doesn't, it's, it's a lofty, abstract thought. Everyone, every single person on this planet has a different need at a different time. Right? We're, we don't just all fall in the category if we all need the exact same thing at the exact same time. But just says, each person's need was met. When we go to work, when we go to our families, when we go to wherever, God will speak to us about people's needs. And it's in those moments that we have to find a way to communicate and give Christ's love to them. Their needs are met through Jesus, not you. Which falls into B. Go to enable Jesus. People in general liked what they saw. Every day their numbers grew as God added those who were saved. People liked what they saw.
Have you ever, uh, has anyone ever rented a car here? Have you rented a car? Has anyone gotten the insurance on the car when you rented it? Has anyone gotten an accident when they've rented a car and had insurance? Has anyone, has anyone done that before? Yes? Me too. Um, <laughs> when, I, when I did it, I remember, it, you know, it was a small accident, but I remember taking it back, like, just embarrassed and ashamed. I was like, oh, man, it's going to be a huge ordeal. I've gotten an accident in my car, and now I've gotten an accident in someone else's car. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man, super embarrassed. I waited till like, the last second when I had to drop it off because I was, like, I was just, like, pushing it to the limit of, like, oh, I don't want to face this pain. It's like, ugh. Oh. And then I show up, and I'm like, well, you probably see blah, blah. And they're like, did you get insurance? And I was like, well, yeah, but I'm sorry. And they're like, all right. All right. That's it. I was like, well, wait, um, what do you mean that's it? And the, car, the, the rental place that I had, they were just like, we'll let you know if we need anything, but you got the insurance, blah, blah, it's covered. All right, we'll see you later. And I remember going, what just happened? I crashed your car. <laughs> and what's funny is when, when we go into situations, and we, we see people and we're trying to meet their needs or we try to talk to them, we can take it as they are, what's, what is that word? Um, they are rejecting us. And that's a dangerous place to be because you ain't Jesus. In our mindset, if, they were, if there's rejection, it's not you. They're rejecting God. And there's such a freedom to that if we get that in our minds of, I'm going to enable Jesus. And if there is a rejection there, it ain't me. It's them rejecting God. It's like the rental car. God's the owner, and he's going to deal with it because the Holy Spirit has ensured this. So I'm going to show up and do what I got to do. And if it's a train wreck, God, you have a seed planted. We go to enable Jesus. And see, go with words. Go with words. See, out of the scripture it says, took him at his word, were baptized and were signed up. Took him at his, at his word, at his, at his word. It's one thing to show up where God has called you to be and just be there praying. And like, I'm going to pray there silently and just stand in the back. Well, it's, it's words that transform the situation. It's words that will meet people. It's, it's you opening your mouth and doing it. How did, how did the, the, the first lines of the Bible start? And God said, and God spoke. Because when words show up, things change. New Testament. And the word, the word was with God. And the word was Jesus. We can't show up in a situation and be silent. There's power in our words. We have to go and speak it into life. This, this whole idea is this is the life cycle of the bee and it's the life cycle of believers. We need to gather to hear from God and we need to grow with others individually outside of gathering. 
And then we need to follow it up with going purposefully into our homes and our families and our workplaces and everywhere we go because God's going to show up. Amen? Let's go ahead and pray. Lord, cement this in us. It's, it's just the infrastructure of how you've purposed a believer. God, I pray that you would get this cement in our lives that it is critical that we gather together to hear from you. Lord, the responsibility is that you will speak every time and we will hear it. Lord, with the growing aspect, I pray that we would start linking arms together outside of gathering. That we would start growing, God. That it's no longer about being entertained and feeling good and feeling goosebumps and just having a smile on a Sunday morning, but we would grow outside of gathering. Just like the bee has to grow, has to get the honey inside of it to carry on the mission. And Lord, I, I, I really pray that we'd understand the concept of going, just like the bee is on purpose of going out. I pray that we would have the purpose of going out and being purposed with inside of our workplaces and our families. Let us not, let us not stand back in fear of rejection, but move forward because you are in control. In your mighty name, amen. Thanks again for checking out our podcast at Lighthouse805. If you'd like more information, go to our website, lighthouse805.com, or if you'd like to support the church.